Hey Jeffrey. What's up? It's are you are you getting sick of that theme song yet? Because I still kind of am not sick of it. <laughs> I'm gonna say no, not even a little. Uh, but it, let me let me pitch you an unnecessary waste of money right now. Mm. What if we go back to Steph and Noah, the brilliant minds who wrote that and uh, recorded it, Friends and we ask them to just like update it? Like, what's the 2.0 build on the original mm. song? Are you feeling like? Or is that maybe like a beginning of next season thing where it's like a new coat of paint? Maybe. I mean, but I always kind of like, you know, the shows that do that, like uh, like The Wire, they had like an amazing theme song, like the devil down in the hole. And then they like remixed it unnecessarily for every season and it got worse and worse and worse <laughs> and worse. And, worse. and I kind of hate it when other shows do that because I feel like other people aren't as bored. <laughs> with uh our thing as we are although interestingly we're like like we we should put on the video like a fake little skip intro button because we're like the only intro that like you can't skip like i mean i guess you can skip it on the podcast because everybody fast forwards but um yeah i feel like that's the one part of the podcast that someone wouldn't skip the the, the talking that comes afterwards please uh i w- wish we could have an ai that cuts out all the bullshit we say that's unnecessary I do think that that sets you up. It sets us up for failure a little bit because it sounds so good and so professional. You're like, oh, this is going to be like a good podcast. And then you're like, no, it's not going to be that good. It's like when a loser has a good opener on a dating app. (laughs) He says not from experience at all. Um, Speaking of bad (laughs) podcasting, can you hear the uh, loud dryer going on right next to me? Should I shut that off? I'll shut that yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Antic for a little while. I can vamp. I can vamp. So, Jeff, don't don't say don't say a word if you agree with what I'm saying here. Um, but Arsenal are going to lose the title, and if anything, it's it's fans like you. Not oh, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to get your consent on a couple of things by silence, by your silence. Legally, you can never. All right, so should we start the podcast over from scratch? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, this has been a strong start. Uh, if you've been listening to the pod, this is what you've come to expect. Uh, but let's start with our first topic. Uh, and I think these matches are kind of in order, in order for each of our clubs. But there was a well, Manchester City... just refers to us arguing about the title music, right? We're just going no, to... No, or the out. title... We're going to fight about the title of the show, which I set before you even log on every single time. <laughs> Don't judge. Yeah. I always, to be fair, I'm always like, yeah, that's pretty good. That's fine. That is just pretty good there. Pretty good. Well, I think we've had such titles as uh, Ronaldo and Greenwood. So, like, what is there yeah. to say? <laughs> but lately, I feel like you've been really, like Manchester United, you've been hitting your stride, I feel. Um I'm like the Rashford of pun writers. Yeah. Like there was a point where Rashford's playing was just like Ronaldo. And, but uh, yeah, it got better after that. To be fair, if you had done a lot of punning on Ronaldo or Greenwood, those episodes would have been weird. I don't want to know what puns you would have come up with that described the various uh, terrible things they did. I, well, for those, I don't think I, that, for those, I think I just called it the name of the person in question. 
No, yeah, um, that's what I mean. But I think that was probably a good idea rather than coming up with a, a double entendre. Yeah, like a, a rare, a rare good decision by by the collectively the two of us. We don't need any portmanteaus around that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, but now I want to make. Now I want to do one. Now that you've kind of quietly <laughs> challenged me. Be very careful. All right, but, but, all right, title fight. Title fight. Everybody, everybody, and their mama knows it was City and Arsenal. This was was this was was this the one that we were gonna go to that got delayed, or was this the regularly exactly. scheduled one? Yeah, this was the one that we were going to go to that got delayed, which kind of makes it a little worse because it was at the Emirates. So we were going to go there because the Emirates is not that far from where I live in the city of London. Um, right. Actually, it is kind of weirdly, strangely far. But <laughs> um, yeah, but we did not get to go because the Queen selfishly died. And Have we talked about that? What's the deal with her? <laughs> yeah, terrible, 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 terrible. Um, sorry. Sorry. Was her coffin queen sized? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. But you say queen size. Did you know that they have queen size beds that are not the same size as our queen size beds and king size? So beds? is it is it more more literal? It's like whatever her her height was that <laughs> a given year. They're like, we've got to shorten these mattresses. She's shrinking yeah. in it. It's the same, and it's like. With, like back in the day when a foot was just however long the foot of the king was, like that's partially why their economy's been in shambles here because they had to change everything from an elderly lady to a you know, frankly elderly man's foot, but still they're a different size and and a, and a pound was how much this really stingy guy w- was willing to spend. It was a pound of his flesh, so yeah. like he was always he would be like, I don't know, I don't know if I could justify this. For a pint. <laughs> and a pint? No. That's just however much the queen's bladder could hold. Well, no, his, well, his wife was pint-sized, and so it was just like however big she was that year. Mm. Um, all right, but title fight. So what happened, Jeff? I think you should tell the story of City versus Arsenal. Or Sorry, yeah, City versus Arsenal. Ooh, I don't know why I just brain farted on that one. But yes, please talk. Well... Essentially, what happened is we gave them lots of opportunities on a golden platter that they took incredibly well. Like, if you look back to that first Kevin De Bruyne goal, it's it's like one of those things that only happens in FIFA. It's so good where it's like it's a bad back pass to our goalie. And then De Bruyne just like realizes like, oh, I can just hit it from here and it's a goal. And he did. And it was amazing. Like, uh, it was, I, no notes, Kevin De Bruyne, um, unfortunately. My only note would be don't do that for the team that's playing against Arsenal, I guess. That'd be a note. But otherwise, it was, I mean, they just pounced on every chance that we gave them. And then we were the exact opposite of this. This is the most, I mean, people keep talking about how we're the youngest team in the league. And this is the most we've looked at. Where it's like, obviously, this is a really, really talented group of players. But, like, they had a lot of chances to score. You know what I mean? And they just didn't quite do it. And even at the end of the game, Pep said, look, first half, I got it wrong. He he put Silva in in a place that shouldn't have. And, like, there were opportunities for us to attack. And we even got the ball in dangerous positions. We just did not score. So, ultimately, long story long, we did not take the opportunities that we created. 
they took every little smidgen of opportunity we gave them and drove it home. And that's how you win those games. I mean, it's a really weird, the only, if you were looking for any sort of copium, why are you laughing? Because you've been chewing this whole time and it's so gross sounding, but I haven't been able to interrupt you. To, I tried to text you. I texted, I texted you and was like, yo, stop chewing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought I could get away with this very, very chewy candy. And then you picked up. No, your mic, your right mic picked up. Your mic picked up all of it. It was like ASMR, but I'm like, but I, oh, I don't want to interrupt him. I want him. I want him to realize it on his own. But now I've got to explain it because it went on for so long that I've got to. <laughs> oh no! As it was in going, a way, like... in a way, in a way, this is a perfect metaphor because it is. I, well, the point I was going to bring up is yes, Arsenal, young, talented team, but has Arsenal been here before? Inexperience, much like mm. <laughs> the inexperience that just led mm. to chewing on was that a chocolate bar, a granola bar? None of us know. Uh, maybe, maybe if we listen again, we might be able to figure it out. But, but in a, in a way, it was the perfect metaphor for like. There's no doubt Arsenal is a talented team, but City has won how many leagues out of the last available X number of leagues? Most right. of their players, Four out of five, right? Yeah, and it's not all their players. They're you know Holland sure. is new. Uh, what's his face? The other striker is new. But like, they've they've all been here, done that. When really you you've got like essentially Jesus and Zinchenko are the only two title winners in your squad. Or wait, I guess you could say what's his face from Chelsea has won one, right? Uh, Jorginho. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. And to be fair, like I think he could end up being a massive story for Arsenal. I don't want to sidetrack it too much before we like finish talking about this game. But I think that like the more I've seen of him, the more I think like that is exactly what we needed to like just be a stopgap for party. So I think that that is huge that we have him because it used to be, I mean, we didn't, I think that he was one of the uh, excellent use of the mute button there. Just like that's, that's champion. <laughs> oh, is this Gallagher. revenge? This is revenge for the ASMR. <laughs> You're like, he just pulled off a fucking sneeze. No one's going to know about it. I gotta revenge. <laughs> except, <laughs> except those who watch on video, which that person hasn't logged on yet. We usually have our one. Yeah, but I almost want to interview that person, don't you? Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm get, gonna I'm... please get in touch with us at Tweet the Soccer's if you're the one person that watches this live streaming every time. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to single them out in the middle of clearly what is turmoil between the two of us. We shouldn't be pick, <laughs> picking on Soccer Pod listener two four seven nine. But like, I'm sorry, you walked into an empty bar. You got attention. Boom. Um, All right, sorry, Jeff. Back to back to Arsenal City. Jorginho I mean, rant aside, but right, like right, the, com right. Jorginho, the comment was the comment. You're obviously still leading by a number of points, and then you've got that game in hand. But if this goes down to more like squeaky bum time, like if if the title race is a point between two teams, and maybe three points between three teams, which you sure. it, it could be a week away from being at any given time, like. Will the Arsenal players, most of whom are young, most of whom are excitable because, holy shit, none of us expected we'd be, you know, leading a title race this year at all. Like, probably no one believed that would happen right. uh, internally. And so does that get to you a little bit? Like, just being in third place is freaking me out. Uh, so, like, I can only imagine it, it very young players being in the middle of all this, it being a lot to to, to balance 
It does. It, it does. It does freak me out. I'm sure it freaks them out. And I don't know. I think that there's a lot. Like as as we played that game, it felt like that was the championship game, or at least like the sort of first leg of the championship game. And it's the home leg, so you'd hope to not lose that one. And we did lose, and it wasn't that close. And you thought, oh, like we've just lost the title. And but then ultimately, that is not how this league works. As much as the narrative that we create in our minds is like team versus team. Like this is a league where you win it if you beat if you beat the teams if you beat every team that doesn't make the Champions League home and away then you win the league you know what I mean like more or but less but that's not gonna happen right because it already like you've already lost to Everton and I'm not sure. saying that the the rest of your record's great but like every match now it's not just you against I don't know who you're playing next Palace or whoever Palace. it is it's yeah. it's you. It's your players handling of the pressure week in, week out versus Manchester City's players handling of the pressure week in, week out. In well, a way, it, it, it's that, it's a meta game. It's just such a consistency battle where it's like your ability to never like you know what it reminds me of? There's this really weird fucked up Roald Dahl story where he James is the pe- giant peach. <laughs> yeah, ever heard of it? Actually, all of his stories are fucked up and very controversial right now. Ooh, but I don't okay. want to put a I don't want to put a, a tangent on a tangent. But you've seen that story, right? The title for this episode is just Roll Doll. It's like the third in like the Greenwood <laughs> Ronaldo. Apparently, right, he is but... actually kind of like a terrible person. But anyway, the story oh. in question. Before I get too sidetracked, is um, there's this guy who he's going around. He's at like a resort, and he's betting people this beautiful car that they won't be able to flick a lighter successfully five times in a row, which is something that all of us, more or less all of his, us know how to his do. His lighter? Um, or a lighter that anyone can produce? I, I don't remember the detail. Because if it's it his lighter, like other guy's he lighter. fucked with it. <laughs> like this guy's lighter, he's like kind of like, uh, I'm like enjoying my fancy lighter guy. And then but the other guy is basically like a game. But the bet is... You either flick the lighter five times in a row, something you can easily do. Oh, but sometimes it doesn't car, light because that's, then there's that's always that one. Lighter. You know what I mean? There's always that one weird little like I don't know. It's like I don't even know what I did wrong, but it just didn't work. I'm and, a weed smoker. I I know what you're talking about now. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, and he said, if that happens, then I get to cut off one of your fingers. And but like, who that's wants a, that? It's a weird story. Yeah, but no, but he does, and it's like. But I think that is ultimately how you win the Premier League is it, you just flick the lighter correctly over and over and over again. And even Man City, as good as they are, and if I'm honest, I think that if we restarted the season today and sort of auto-simmed it back, I don't think that Arsenal would be on top. I think that City are the best team in the league. I think that the last five years' worth of results would also indicate that. But they have the same, you know, everyone's lighter doesn't light sometimes. And they, you know, as I'm sitting there and I'm like so upset about the way that things have gone and thinking about how, you know, we've already lost the league and now I've bought these like tickets to go up to see the away leg of this game. And by then we're probably going to be like in third place, barely hanging on to the Champions League or something. And then they screw up against Forest, And like Forest at the beginning of the season, everyone kind of thought they were going to be the worst team in the league. And... Here, and Spurs. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding>. yeah. <laughs> no, 
always. That was a joke. Um, that was a joke. It's Chelsea or Liverpool. <laughs> I love this season. No, um, <laughs> I love and that this factored game. Into, that factored into the kicking of myself because I feel like we're going to look back at this season in a few years, kind of in a similar light that we look at the Leicester season when they won the title, where it's like, how it did felt like everyone some, some teams wobbled? That yeah, you know, like Liverpool are not quite Liverpool this year. Chelsea are not quite Chelsea this year. It looked like United weren't going to be United for a long time, but then you've gotten it together so much that you might be United by the end. Um, We're currently very divided. Um, but yeah, so I was I was so down about it, and then City slip on a banana peel, and so it's like, I man, I was really depressed about this for spending. Two oh wait, and a half. well you're you're burying the lead a little with that. Sure. In that we we didn't say what the final score of Arsenal versus City was at all. Three one, I believe. Three one. So so City City played really well. Uh, but but from what I remember, there were long periods of time where Arsenal was the dangerous team, and like it was like you you kept you were like a a boxer who kept landing punches. But City was the the basically the just having their arm cocked and ready to like deliver a haymaker or nothing, and then they landed a couple of haymakers. Yeah, we were like winning rounds, but they were knocking us down a few times. So ultimately, you know what I mean? Like they had the bigger moments, but and I, if, I think if there there was any sort of copium to take from that as an Arsenal fan, it would be like. There were large stretches of that game where we looked to be better than them. And granted, it's a home game. And granted, granted, granted. But, like, I I still do think, I mean, even last year when we were not nearly as good as we are now, there were moments where it looked like, oh, okay, we can play with these guys. And granted, they've won both times last year. They've won the home, you know, their away leg this year. So I guess we can't really say that until we prove it. But, like, I don't think that we're miles and miles away from them. So, like, if the next time we play them, for instance, we had Party and Jesus in the team again, then, like, I don't know. Like, who knows? Could happen. Maybe they'll just beat us 5-0 that time because it's a home game for them. I'm going to start calling you Granted Jaka. Granted. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to concede points. I just successfully muted a burp, by the way. Nice. I thought you were muting yourself for. Oh, it looked like you were. You were going. Oh, I get what your joke is now. Like, and you <laughs> muted yourself so no one could hear you get it. <laughs> so, so, but so when I saw, uh, I watched the the match uh, and I watched City beat you guys. And then, really, though, what what mattered most was kind of the response, which was City uh, dropping a late draw to Forest, right? Yeah. Which was shocking. Which was granted shocking. Granted, granted shock that up. was shocking. And then, but you guys won against your next. The next match you're going to talk about um, in a way that though kind of means that all City did by beating you and then drawing was gaining a single point on you instead of gaining having like a six point swing. Right. Like they gained a single point net over two matches. Uh, in in one of their two chances to punch you in the face directly this year, so I feel like that's not the worst case scenario. If you had lost to them and then allowed that to be like a, a week or two blip, then that could have fucked you, and then suddenly you'd be neck and neck, and then that pressure weighs a lot. Sure. Yeah, and I think I don't know. I th- it was just such a nice 
is such a nice difference because we could have very easily beaten Villa, although it wasn't that easy to beat Villa. We'll get on that. But we could have very They're easily annoying. beaten Villa, and they would have just closed out what looked like it was going to be a 1-0 instead of a 1-1. And then, you know, we're still not top of the table again, and it, like, it doesn't feel like we got the monkey all the way off our back. But somehow them slipping, it makes it seem more good. <laughs> like, even, even beyond the points, it's like psychologically... It just feels like, oh, okay, like we bounced back because we were on we were on a slide there. I mean, we uh, we had dropped points to Brentford. Um, we we had dropped basically eight of the last nine points, including the city game. And so it just I don't know. It was a good it was a good thing. Well, because but at one point your lead felt like insurmountable, and honestly, now it's I mean, it, as far as title races go, it's it's surmountable. It's yeah, yeah. Like there, I don't like know there if was I a point where you could be insurmountable. There was a point where we were up by eight points, though, which was. But if you were cool. up by 12, 15 yeah. points, at that point, it starts to feel like you've already lapped the competition, and maybe they make it interesting. But making up that many points over a team that's playing well anyway is would feel impossible uh, yeah. at a certain point. It's it's because it's not even just like getting fifteen points; it's getting a fifteen point like differential over. How many? How many weeks? Maybe as many weeks, um, or as many matches. Yeah, we have about fourteen matches left for Arsenal. I guess thirteen for most teams. So yeah. So, but like, if you were to concede this, though, is the is the return leg for Arsenal versus City? Is that that's at, at Arsenal, right? No, no. So the the remaining one is the away game. Okay. So then, in that, and then in that case, though, like. Assume that they beat you there, right? Like I'm not saying right. it'll happen, but you almost mathematically got to say at, at the Emirates. Yeah. So then, what would the then and then your game in handy is your game in handy. Your game in hand is also against Everton again. I believe that is right. So um, anything anything could happen in that. I mean, I know I mean, that we have already dropped points with them. So did they won right? I'm actually. I was just thinking. I'm like, wait, did they won? Or I think we. Tied. I think they were. I know. I think they were one of your only three defeats. But let's just let's just say for the sake of argument, though, that it's no, not a guaranteed. Correct. It's not a guaranteed three points. The way that normally with a game in hand, you're like looking at it. You're like, is that a guaranteed three points? So we, you can just do the math of lifting yourself mm-hmm. higher in the standings. Really, that just means you have to. You have to. You have to be kind of perfect against everyone that's not city. Yes and no. I mean, it just depends on how perfect they're going to be. You know, I was looking this up because they could. But they could win out. They like they. They're capable of that. They easily could. And they also apparently have the easiest remaining schedule. Where I'm like, where did that? When did that happen? When did they suddenly have? I think Hmm. so. And I think ours was going to be easiest at one point, but now the next section. For the rest yeah. of the season, we're like hardest or second hardest. That's an interesting. Like the next few Arsenal games, all are like games we should be winning. Like if we want to be, if we want to be title contenders, we need to like get the next twelve points essentially. Yeah. And I think it would be interesting, like if City were to drop any points during that spell, and we, you know, if suddenly we're three or four games up, or three or three or four points up on them with a game in hand or five or six points up without that, you know, then I think at that point, then it, the pressure is building on them because then it's like, all right, how many games do we have left? 10, you know, 
but we'll see. I don't know. It's a, it's, this is fun. To... Do you want to, do you want to quickly, uh, since we're, st I mean, I know I've been shit at keeping us on topic, but like, uh, you want to talk about the, the winner in the Villa game? Because it, it had, <laughs> it had a lot of, um, merit of discussion, let's say. It, it did feel vaguely karmic. Um, all right. So for those who didn't see it, you, I think everybody has seen it now. Even people who aren't fans of soccer, I've seen it like going viral and other places. Barack Obama's seen it. Yeah. Like people are talking about it. Barack Obama has mentioned it. He, he, I mean, would, only though. on the phone, only on the phone with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's private then. We won't bring it up on the pod. Um, I would say, so Jorginho, it's, I believe it's the 90 fourth minute when this happens um Jorginho has the ball on the edge of the box like does like a sort of side-footed amazing strike right into the sort of crossbar slash corner it bounces down but not down enough to be one of those awesome goals that bounces on the floor of the inside of the goal it bounces coming just out again. in front of it um Meanwhile, Emmy Martinez has been slowly diving through the air like a swan taking off. He doesn't touch the ball at all when you'd want him to touch it. It goes behind him, bounces on the ground, hits his head, ends up in the goal. If you're watching in real time, like one of my favorite moments of that game was, uh, you know, like, you know, those moments that you see after the game that you don't notice in it, but somebody like posts it somewhere on Twitter or whatever sure. is Jorginho's reaction to the goal where he like hits it and he's like, you know, like it feels good. It feels like he just hit a home run. It feels like he just stuck it in the top corner. Then he goes, Oh, hey! <laughs> like, and he does all three of like, he goes through these like crazy emotional swings and like it, a million. It's like Aladdin. It's like that, that the shot was Aladdin. You're like, <laughs> what is Aladdin? It's from um, the dictator, like the Sasha Bar. Music, it's yeah. the Sasha Baron Cohen movie where he plays like, Saddam Hussein, and he basically just he named a lot of words after himself, including both the words for negative and positive. They're both oh, Aladdin. Wow. So, so this one guy is like, "Sir, your HIV test turned out Aladdin," and he goes, <laughs> "If you can't, I if you can't hear my facial expressions at home, it's just like oscillating between it. being oh, happy about it, there. being sad Ooh, about it." Crown, he might have AIDS. Oh, that's a big smile. So, yeah, so Jorginho's shot was kind of like uh, an HIV test, uh, if I don't say so myself. Yeah. But it it's was dramatic I mean, also because because it couldn't happen to a nicer guy than Martinez, right? <laughs> well, that, it did feel vaguely karmic, just like for all of his various antics in the last couple years. In the World like, Cup especially, when he uh, fucked the trophy with his dick, I think. <laughs> Yeah, in a country where even just like having sexual organs, I think, is like a prosecutable offense. Um, it, wait, yeah. was it the World Cup trophy that he humped, or was it his glove? Was it the Golden Glove? It was the Golden humped? Glove trophy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't need Which to respect was that. Was more phallic, <laughs> but still not particularly phallic. You know what they Actually, say? No, no glove. <laughs> no glove, no love. Looking back, though, the Golden Glove Trophy or the World Cup Trophy, which is more phallic? I think I got that wrong. World Cup Trophy, right? Or, or which one's more uh, sexual? <laughs> like, let, it doesn't have to be phallic. It taste, could just be, really. Which one is more of a turn-on? Like, you, if you see 
I mean, think- the Golden Glove Trophy, the, the fingers are very spread out. I think if the Golden Glove Trophy was like this, it's more like gripping. The, yeah, like you know, like the kind of thing that could be easily inserted, then then it would be very sexual. Um, any that would read any soccer any soccer trophy could be easily inserted if you are committed to the bit. <laughs> I like that it's a bit too, and it's, <laughs> it's just, just a, a joke. joke bro. It's just a joke, bro. <laughs> it's a prank. Chill out. Chill out. All right, we're ca- I'm canceling us. Um, what? Where is our? Where are we? All right. Uh, uh, I was going to say that, about, I think uh, that yeah. even though we scored two late goals, I feel like the score line was like weirdly deserved in that game, where we just like couldn't buy a break, and then somehow we got two at the end. But I feel like we deserved to win that game. We were dominating. We had a lot of shots that should have gone in. So. Newsflash, newsflash. Arsenal fan thinks Arsenal deserves to win match tonight at <laughs> yep. nine. I, I made it like good. a newsy kind of voice, but then I announced a broadcast time slot. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's like a extra, guy who time extra travels. tonight on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is 2020 <laughs> with extra extra boy Hugh Downs, Barbara Walters. Um, speaking, all right, no, not speaking of anything. Sorry, I got confused by the order of the <laughs> United matches, and it was my own mistake. So, two, two Manchester United matches to talk about tonight. Um, the first one would be probably the, I think there was a Premier League match the on the weekend, even, that I'm forgetting what it was. Like, the last weekend. The weekend before? The, the When you were we playing against about? City, when you were playing against City, I don't know. That was we midweek. Were, we, that was a midweek game for us. So that was when you were you were playing Barca on Thursday. Ah, so also, also, also. Okay, okay, okay. I'm following. But did we do the? I, we might. There might be even another round of matches for both our clubs that we're forgetting to talk about. But oh well. I don't think. What What can you do? All right. So Europa League. What What? Wait. Where's your Europa League match? Why isn't Why isn't it happening roughly the same timing? Oh, because we didn't have to play in that stupid extra extra round round at all. You guys have to get injured and kicked a lot and play Barcelona. So we played Barcelona at the Camp Nou. The Camp Nou. Um, We played there. I thought it was going to be like, I don't know, an American football score. uh, Because Barcelona top of the of la liga this year by like 11 points or some shit so clearly all of their insane mortgaging of their future uh for now yeah they pulled the levers and our soccer's equivalent of every baby boomer uh just draining the planet now for me now there doesn't need to be a planet after me when i'm gone um but it's been working for them i guess having robert Lewandowski is a good plan uh in the short term (laughs) always good Having two of the best young midfielders in the planet, and then Frankie de Jong, like basically just like all the best young midfield talent, also seems to be helping them. But we you said that we without went, much jealousy crossing your face. You were able to say the words Frankie de Jong without. No, we we play uh, Fred and McTominay and this guy that we borrowed from some count in Germany. Um, <laughs> wow. But count wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's equal. It's equal. <laughs> We have equal squad composition, hmm. but but we went to the Camp Nou and we punched Barca in the mouth like a couple of times. Like we apparently had fifteen shots from inside of Barcelona's penalty area. 
I think that's, that's the highest that anyone has had in football this year. So we, even though it, I, to make a long story short, uh, we ended up conceding two, I would say, preventable goals, like sort of just mm-hmm. like shit positioning type stuff, which is what we normally concede for. Um, but other than that, it was like Rashford was put on a show. Didn't De Gea have like a great save or two in the game? Sure, but we had 15 shots yeah, in the box. Yeah, yeah. We could have scored five or six goals away at Barcelona to a, to a defense that had conceded seven goals in all competitions this year. Wow. That's so incredible. I feel like we played really well. And if anything, they they so they lost uh, Gavi to, to suspension, a one-game suspension in the second leg, and Pedri to a one-month injury in, in that leg as well. So, like, their midfield went from, like, all-world midfield to, like, not as good for the uh, return leg in Manchester. Uh, they might still be missing. A, a, that is, yes, on in two days. In two days. Yeah. So it's going to be, like, De Jong... Uh, Sergi Roberto and maybe bu- uh, returning from injury Busquets. So wow. with, like, with like not a ton of depth. Uh, so like that's still a very good midfield. They could still just on the day show up and double dick us away in Manchester. That I'm not saying that will not happen, but this is a, ex- the exact position I would be asking for to go in. Mm. Level on goals. We're going to Manchester and they're going to miss a lot of their best players. Okay. Like I'd, I'd like that to be part of it, and also we didn't have we were missing we were missing Martinez for Thursday uh, at Barcelona. We were missing Sabitzer to a suspension from Munich at Barcelona. Like we will have we're still going to be missing like your Ericsons, your Martials, uh, maybe Anthony even, but we'll have a much stronger lineup uh, than we did in Barcelona on Thursday. So I'm. I'm looking forward to it. We can still lose, but I feel like I feel good about it. Like I know every match that happens at this point, I feel like we could draw this and I'll be annoyed, but I no longer mm. feel like we're gonna we're going to lose any matches. Like we we've won except for that match uh, at Arsenal. We've won every like really tough match I thought we were going to get effed. Interesting. I mean, you do sound you sound extremely optimistic right now. But in the moment, anything were you were you of the opinion that Rashford was where he said after that game, this feels like a loss. Were you down in the dumps because of the late equalizer? Because we we were, I think we conceded. We conceded second, right? It was like one one, or sorry, one nil, one one, two one, two two. Right. Like you guys I think had we like a twice. come from behind victory that turned into a draw. Oh right, because right? it was two. It was two goals in like no time. I'm pretty sure. Here's the problem with Jeff and I with this podcast. Sometimes we've got to wait a minute, and then like the the memory of watching the match, which I watched one and a half times because it was on during a meeting and it was on some screen, but I wasn't watching. I was running a meeting. So I had to watch it again later that night to like actually see what had happened. Um, it's not it's not a great idea for us to do a podcast if we don't know what the fuck happened in our matches. <laughs> Timeline. Oh no, why is it doing this? Um, I was correct 
Yes, they scored in the 50th minute. You responded in the 50th minute. Right, it was nil-nil. It was nil-nil at halftime, but it still felt like, oh, we're doing all right. And in the second half, I know that there were four goals scored by scored by both teams uh, collectively in the second half, but it felt like we were way better than them in the second half. Like and like whereas in the first half it was like maybe 55-45 Barca, 60-40 Barca, it was like more than the reverse of that in the second half. And this is all away in the biggest stadium in the world, right? Like Yeah. They have like 89,000 people there. And I don't think we've ever done well. There was like I think one year where we played well against Barcelona in the Camp Nou in like 1993, 1994, something like that. Yeah, it's not easy to do. And, and much better teams than the current team we have there have gone there and gotten their their face beaten to a pulp. Um I don't I just I think it's all Ten Hog. Like I don't think I don't think there's any other explanation for what's going on with my club other than Eric Ten Hog can't do things overnight, but he knows how to eventually do all the things. And I mean, let's let's just skip through Leicester, which was three days later. You think this team is going to be exhausted yeah. after a two-two away, like back and forth nail biter in in Barcelona on a Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night to I think it was Sunday morning. Um. And then we, Leicester, it was kind of tough in the first half. It was kind of both teams being sloppy, both teams trading attacks. But in the second half, it was just like Marcus Rashford being like, okay, I'm done. And and he just, he he took over that match. He's, I think, third leading scorer in the league right now. I'm going to sneeze Which again. Which pretty incredible. Man, just another flawlessly executed sneeze mute. I'm the Marcus fire. Rashford of muting myself for sneezing. <laughs> and you're like the Clive Tilsley. You're like, another great sneeze from Rashford. You're not going to hear about that one because he's silent but deadly. <laughs> um, he can finish a sneeze. <laughs> Put that I away. Mean, to your point earlier about Ten Hag, is there anything, I mean, with a magic wand and the benefit of hindsight, is there anything you would change about what he's done this year? Because I feel like he's inherited such a crazy situation this season with Ronaldo and all that. And I feel like as much as the team looked pretty bad for a little while at the very beginning of the year, like, I don't know if there's anything I'd change about, you know, it's like he kind of had to go through this forest, you know? I can criticize two individual elements and one was playing Casemiro when he got that yellow card suspension, which made him miss the match against you guys. I think that yeah. was a pivotal decision. We still dropped the points against Palace despite playing Casemiro and then lost him. Uh, In a weird way, though, to dwell on that one, the fact that you ended up dropping points against them, even with him, but we could have taken two way... points. We could have taken two points off you. We could have beaten you with Casemiro. Maybe. Like he's the best player on our team, and I would argue he's arguably league MVP for this season. And, and the like fact to, that they to, were able to equalize, doesn't that argue for the fact that you had to sort of keep playing strong against them? You know, I don't think so. Sort of supporting the decision, even though it didn't go the way, like he didn't sort of get the reward for. No, because also he got, he got sub. I think he got his yellow card and then he was subbed off and we conceded the equalizer after he was subbed off. So that was gun. Like, yeah. it feels like you, you still kind of got bit in the ass for that. I'm yeah. not saying Ten Hog fucked up. I'm saying Monday morning quarterback, seeing everything sure, play sure. out as it has from the future, 
I wish he had handled that slightly differently. But Casemiro could have gotten uh, suspended in, during the Arsenal. Like, it could have just come in an inconvenient time anyway. Sure. And also, like you said, he had to, like, sort of figure out the squad and go through those first two matches. But those first two matches where he was playing Maguire and shit, like, we threw six points in the garbage. Like, we're, we're our next title here, hashtag me too, title race. Yeah. Um, means like United, I think is just on the edge of like, they're in the conversation. Are they likely to win it mathematically? No, uh, but they're in the conversation and we would yeah. be dead net. We would be ahead of city and maybe either a point or two off you just if we hadn't thrown those two first winnable matches away, like trying to give everyone a fair chance. Like I get some of these players got a fair chance over the last season and they didn't deserve to start on day one. Um, but that's it. And I think, I, I don't think you can look at another manager and even give them that high of a batting average. Like everybody's fucked up, dropped points, even peps like over meddled like that. He's, constantly guilty yeah. of that and just sort of wins because of his game plan is so honed and he's got an embarrassment of riches. Like sure. I feel like everyone's, I feel like Ten Hag has screwed up the least. He just has had less to work with. And that, that explains like why we are where we are. I think he's that good of a manager. He just has, he has some do- car donuts instead of full tires on like where wheels should be. Like he is, he is plodding along with multiple lone players that are starting week in week out that are not at the level of any of the teams that we discuss. Like I I feel, I feel like in in a, in a way he is over, he's just overperforming from what anyone else could do with this situation. That's, that's, I I, I genuinely believe that. I, I absolutely agree with that analysis. I mean, because I, I really thought that you guys were going to sort of pull a Spurs where he was going to have results that weren't this good this season. And then you guys were going to fire him. But deep down, like, the timing wasn't right for him to come to Arsenal. But he was always, like, one of the managers. that I, I just think he's one of the best managers in the world. And I think you guys are lucky to have him. And it's unfortunate that seemingly everyone in Manchester has realized that now because now you'll probably hang on to him and have a lot of success for a long time. And I don't like that. I don't think so. I think when he was talking about Barcelona during the press conference, he was speaking very flatteringly about Barcelona. And I feel mm-hmm. like if he if he is as good of a manager as I think he could be, of course, most of one season isn't enough time to really give someone the, the Fergie pep treatment. Like, it just isn't. Or even the Wenger treatment. Sure. Like, you need, you need decades or at least a decade of, like, strong performance to, to show that it wasn't just a flash in the play. Like Claudio Ranieri won the premier league with Leicester. Nobody wants to hire him. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> like the next year, I believe. Yeah. So, so, but if he's as good as I think he is, because I've just witnessed his decision-making, I've witnessed his man management. I've witnessed him tactically change almost every game where things aren't going well in the first half. He makes adjustments to formation, to style, to, personnel and then we play better like it's very rare that i can't really think of maybe one or two times he's put someone on and anything but the intended outcome has happened it, it feels like he's playing fifa in in a way that i'm like oh no like some bigger club is got like bigger meaning like the size of united but 
more money, world stage, like your Barcelonas, your Madrids, the, the rare clubs that could steal the Ronaldos and, and the whomever away from us during our peak years. Like someone's got to... them and Bayern? <laughs> I think someone could, could go to him, like a club that he does have like a romantic heritage with or, or about, like as a Dutch person, you look, grow up love Bar- loving Barcelona because sure. of Cruyff and all the other like great Dutch talent that's gone through Barcelona. You're, you know, you Memphis Depay's. Um, but like, I could see Barcelona, I don't know, pulling a fucking lever and being like, here, we'll give you a big mm-hmm. transfer war chest and we will triple your salary. You're in charge of everything. And he could go, okay. Like, I'm, I'm not saying he'll do that now. It's just when someone's that good and you're not the best club in the entire world on form and money and prestige all at the same time, you have a chance of losing them to whoever is that. Right. Sorry, it was a long-winded. I'm worried I have a significant other that's too attractive for me now. What? How long is the deal that he's on? Do you remember? I'm guess I can't remember. It's like either three, four, or five years. But I want to say it's not five years because how many times have we given out a five-year contract to a manager we've had to fire in ten months? Yeah, I mean, but it's interesting coming which side it's coming from because i feel like you guys you guys do you're paying like something like crazy like 25 million a year for managers that aren't managing you if i remember that correctly when we were looking at your financial I, statement but by the way he only agreed a three-year deal okay so you got two more coming is there any but, but is there but any he, he'll be getting he'll be getting flirted with by yeah. the end of next season it what if I know that this isn't the way that anything works, but what transfer fee would you want for him if Barca came calling with like next season when he's got like a year and a half left on his deal? I don't. There's no amount of like managers don't go for the amount of money that like he would be like. I think he's worth more than like every player that we have. Like some because he can. What's the way to put this? If the outcome of the game is to win, he is the best like starting piece you can have. He can f- he can find other players that and like right. literally coach them into being good. Oh, like you're he's not a pawn, you're a rook. Or, or, or if, if he is he is a queen. We should just start calling him a queen. Uh. <laughs> queen hog. Um but right. like, but like, well, how much did Potter? Wait, what was Potter? Twenty million. Wait, well, but that wasn't a transfer fee, was it? Yeah, he was at Brighton. He had a he had a contract. <laughs> wait, wait, I wait. That totally flew under the radar. Yeah, Br- Brighton. Chelsea paid Brighton for Potter. But that is how much did Chelsea pay Brighton? Fifteen mil. They didn't let they didn't let their desirable manager leave midseason to be nice. I didn't realize that that was a thing. I I, when I brought that up, I brought that up as a joke. I never. (laughs) All right, I've seen I've seen things between fifteen and twenty two million now. Let's see. That's wild. Wonder what the record manager transfer fee is. It's twenty million pounds is what they paid to Brighton midseason, and Brighton were probably thinking we got this other guy. Uh, don't worry, uh, he, we think yeah. he'll do great, <laughs> and he's actually Deserby. Yes, Deserby's got deserving. mentions on this podcast. Yeah, hmm. top so, five. Yeah, so, 
manager transfer fees. Jose Mourinho I'm, from Inter to Real Madrid. Uh, you're yeah. dropping in and out. Is your internet okay? This is great no, for a podcast. But as I was trying to scroll down. I Jeff accidentally loaded a video. Every soccer website. <laughs> every soccer website is just takes all the bandwidth, doesn't it? Like you ever go, you probably don't because it's not, you don't follow a London based team, but you ever go to football.london or whatever, that website is syphilis. Why would it you go there? Because they have like really intriguing clickbaity titles and I want to know. But then as soon as you click it, your computer, like you can just hear the fan kick on and you're like, oh God, this isn't going to end well. If it's, if it's not on Reddit at this point, it's probably not worth either of our attention spans. That's that's my filter. If it hasn't <laughs> surfaced on the thirsty-ass Reddits that our teams both have, uh, is it news? Yeah. We like literally are f- like following players' flights around and stuff. Yeah. Our hey, you, you ain't got nothing on Morgan Schneider-lid medical vial of Bloodgate, which was some like techni- medical te- technician was taking pictures of the names on the blood drawn vials to show who's getting a transfer medical done wow man that's pretty bad good times i mean in the end i kind of wish he had failed the blood test knowing how that transfer worked out Uh, (laughs) Mm, we heard about alexi sanchez through alexi sanchez's hairdresser which i always loved i think that guy's still tier one on arsenal (laughs) Mm. i mean You've you've got to have multiple clients though, right? Because you can't just be well. I'm oh, tier one with anything Alexis Sanchez related. Okay, well we don't care anymore. Funny you say that. My former barber, when I used to live in Shoreditch, um, I would go back. Highly recommend. There's like a really nice uh, Turkish barber shop in Shoreditch. But um, that guy was saying that like him and his brother, they cut hair for like a ton of them. Like a Obamiang, like a, a bunch of uh. So, basically, I have footballer hair. Basically, I have footballer hair. If I had just done that and I had, like, an Obama-Yang-style like, star there. <laughs> that would be funny. That, that would have been great been timing. Bit for the whole, like, just hedging it away. You've been, you've been hedging your bits? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hedge your bits. Uh, all right, last last topic before I ask you live on the air, Jeff. When can I come visit you again? Um, mm. All right, can you own an idea? Is is the is the scrolling banner that's coming up? Someone is going to own Manchester United in a few weeks. That I hate. Whether that's the Glazers <laughs> still owning Manchester United. Oh God, I hate them so fucking much. I just hate them. Um, I hate them worse than people who like drive on the shoulder and try to cut you off right before the exit ramp. Like they just want to skip the whole waiting process. <laughs> I hate the Glazers more than I hate those people. Or it's going to be Qatar, who I hate for civil rights reasons. I feel like that's an easy slam dunk. Sure. Uh, sure. And just sort of generally polluting uh, what was at one point a pure competition. Now it's just one big one big geopolitical ego game. Or Jim Ratcliffe 
who I thought I liked, but maybe I don't like him for environmental reasons. Maybe that's a, mm. an equal reason to be like, you don't get a free pass just because you haven't like, I don't know, taken away a woman's right to read. Like you could still do bad things and be a billionaire who's done bad things. Uh, and so, yeah, so I was asking rhetorically, can you own an idea? Because I think that I am really, it's, it's, let's call it copium or let's call it making my peace with the fact that in a few years there will be no clubs left that aren't owned by some horrible shit stain. So sure. we're all going to have the, like city city dove in. So yeah, we have them to thank for being patient zero, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it first they came for city and then they, then they came for United. And then in the end, like it's, it's that yeah. type of thing where like eventually it's like, who's left to buy the other big egos with money are going to buy that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say just from like a purely pointing and laughing, um, like Simpsons laugh sort of style, the Glazers possibly buying the club was a twist that I just did not see coming. Like you can't write that. It, like the, the idea that, well, cause basically there had already been a press release from the Qatari buyer so the Glazers saying, aren't buying the club, Jeff. They no, currently no, no, own the club. No, no, no. They kind of are because there's this, there's this other like, uh, there's this other group that's swooping in with the money to help them. I mean, they're not buying it, but essentially they become the third suitor is the Glazers, which is like such a ridiculous twist because there'd already been these two others, and it looked like it was between them. Part of me doesn't actually even believe that story is real because it doesn't serve them to give away part of the club to extend ownership of a club that is really only depreciating under their watch. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> you muted yeah. it right after you sneezed just directly into your it. microphone. Oh, but you didn't God. even turn away. <laughs> you just like, I was trying unloaded to get into it. <laughs> well, if I turned away, I was definitely going to miss it. It would have been blind clicking. Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> And whoever this whoever this person is on Twitch, you are a soldier. Uh, you were just sl literally slogging through the marsh. Um, oh, but but so the Glazers have to spend a billion nice. The Glazers have to spend a billion renovating Old Trafford. The team itself probably needs somewhere between a quarter of a billion and a half a billion in in investment. That's short to midterm investment. Like just to fill in massive holes and replace old players or players that don't fit the system, McGuire, uh, or like like there, there's a lot that needs to be done. That's money they would have to spend and that they would be trading away equity just to get no richer, just to keep the car moving. That's gas in the tank. Right. If they sell now, they get to cash out for all of that. And then that money, they can invest it into other things that will continue to make them richer and richer and richer. Right. Uh, like it's, the only reason two of the Glazers appear to want it, like they like the ego and power of owning like one of the biggest clubs in the planet. They, they do love that the rooms that it's gotten them into, I'm sure. sure. Um, but they are universally hated. Uh, if they decide to stay now, someone will, you know, someone will do something arguably regrettable, arguably mm -hmm. deserved. Um, wow. I'm just, I'm positive. Wow. Like the, the thing of, the protests have been insane. People have like went to like Woodward's house, like when things were way less dire. So like 
if they're just like, oh, Ten Hag is doing well, maybe we'll stay around. Like someone will burn their homes down. I'm not saying I'm not advising anyone to do that. I just British football fans are fucking violent. Like they're just like Red Sox fans. Leaving bolt cutters around the Salford area and seeing what happens. Am I? Or do you think someone could have that idea on their own? Do you think that American podcasters argue that <laughs> the reaction of the Glazers should be more? Like, and British people are just like, we should listen to them. These guys yeah. don't even know what the fucking score was. <laughs> <laughs> Americans know a lot about soccer and are very influential in my country. I'm British. Let's, let's make legal decisions based on <laughs> jokes that they've made. Yes. Um, but, but I, I just think that like, if, if they think that they're gonna stay and their reaction will be positive or even normal, they're totally wrong. And I think fans of other clubs could see that like, this would be like Glazers times Mike Ashley plus Hitler. Like it's the reaction, the reaction would be pronounced to the Glazers faking everyone out. Which, by the way, short-term drove the stock price up because everyone's like, oh, the club's being run properly because it's not going to be owned by them soon. So people are buying United stock now to get in ahead of things being proper normal. Um, Fuck, but but there was, I think there was a a, a central point and it was, you were, you were laughing, but like, why are you laughing? If, if we, if we get this money, you can argue it's asterisk money. But it's gonna fuck over other teams that don't have it the same way City and Newcastle having it is currently fucking over yeah. teams who can be as as righteous as they want, but not qualifying for Europe will suck even if it's because somebody else spent like sports washing money. It's like okay, but you don't get to go. <laughs> like right. I hope that keeps no. you warm at, at night. It, it's like it's kind of been the only blanket I've had for years, and I can tell you I don't like. That being the only you, blanket it's not out. nearly warm enough. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely not. I mean, it's I, fucking cold. In the end, I think you're right that certainly for both United and Arsenal, I'd be very surprised if in the next 10 years they're both owned by people who aren't like mega, 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 mega wealthy, like that can throw lots of sort of Man City, Chelsea money into them because they're just too big of toys. Like, why would Stan Kroenke keep this billion-dollar investment instead of selling it for seven, eight, nine billion dollars, and then getting even to go four, back to Colorado? But, but even four would be like he—he he short term is making out like a bandit, and that's money he can do stuff with now, not a business that's re- billion dollars. But but also wow. not a business that then requires hundreds of millions in spending just to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, yeah. The the Qatari Joneses, uh, not the Phil Joneses. That that's probably fall, one of the biggest deciding factors for him because it's like, well, every year it's like the gas tank in this car is getting bigger and bigger. If I want to keep driving in the like, the top four of this pack or whatever, then I have to keep filling it. Like, and gasoline is the appropriate uh, unit of <laughs> of discussion here because that's yeah. what the money's. But here, all right, so so all right, so. Let's live in a world where you're joining me on this suffering situation as my friend. Like today, t- today it's possibly United. It could be Arsenal next fucking year. This came out of nowhere to me several yeah. several months ago. We weren't even talking about this. Uh, so once United's off the market and it's one of these figures that owns it, all of the other assets of the Premier League are going to be 
glanced at. Chelsea is owned by a moron sugar daddy. Um, City and Newcastle are already spoken for. You know what? I think I just heard someone was buying out Spurs. Wasn't that something that was going on? Fashiri put Everton on the market. And Everton's not great, but they're a name. And if they They had an injection of – if they had continued spending and maybe a better football director, that team could be turned around. Like – that team could be could could earn you back whatever that investment is over a few years if it's properly run. But Arsenal is like looking not only attainable but like one of the last heritage brands left to attain. That and yeah. and whenever Fox Fenway Sports Group uh, just changes its mind for the last time about Liverpool sale, uh, like I I just feel like so let's talk about this since I don't know how to really deal with this at the moment. I've been yeah. a righteous son of a bitch for a while, for a decade of losing. Yeah. Um, so, like, how, can can we continue to do this podcast? Can we continue to be fans if this happens to our clubs? Like, that's a question we can ask regardless of what the time frame is. Well, in a weird way, I think the question that we have scrolling across the screen here of can you own an idea, um, you know my sort of silly sarcastic answer that was, yeah, you can. But I think in many ways that's not quite as cut and dry. And like, I have, I have followed other teams where I despise the ownership so much that I just refuse to give them money and still do. And so, but it's like, I still follow that team, you know? And this I, wouldn't I think even that, hurt. This wouldn't even hurt them though. To, like I've, I've not spent any money on the Glazers owned items in years. And that's, that's a fuck you to them. What have because I spent? You, I mean, I, all the kits you, I have are all like from like Chinese knockoff websites. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't like spend. You pay any for money. the real games, though. That's where all the real money comes from. Is the TV money? The, you pay but for that the was TV. Do I or do I pay for YouTube TV? Well, yeah. Oh, no, I, like, I pay. I pay. That's like a legitimate source of it. It's not like torrented or but, I, but all right, bullshit or whatever. I could argue I'd be paying for YouTube TV and Peacock anyway. That's a reasonable argument, but I'm just saying that they're getting money from you legitimately for your eyeballs. I've tried real hard to not give the Glazers any of my money. Insofar as making my own life inconvenient around it. But if I don't give money to the Qataris, will they notice? Will they care? No, they won't care. As long as it doesn't impact financial fair play, they don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. So, like, there's nothing I can do to to piss on their parade at this point, really, other than somehow magically being one one hundredth millionth of a protest that gets the league or Britain to like uh, legislate against, you know, foreign state ownership, like which won't fucking happen. I'm at that level of jaded that I don't think like we stopped the Super League for a few months. That's how powerful we are. (laughs) Yeah. I think so. What can I do? Still, I think you'll do. We already know it. I, I don't know. For me, I already know what I do. What I will do is I'll still be an Arsenal fan. I'll try not to give them my money directly. I will still because when you go to the pub, the pub is paying like a ridiculous amount to have that. And some of that's going to them. And, you know, when you get your Sky Sports subscription or any of that stuff, it's going to them. But I'll I'll try not to give it directly as much. And that'll stop. It'll suck because there'll be things that I want to buy. You know what I mean? Um but I think ultimately, like, I do we have to do I'm going to be a fan for Cup? longer than them. 
we watched the World Cup and we talked yeah. about all the things that were wrong with it the whole time by by like yeah. counteracting the core goal of sports watching, which I don't think you or I agrees actually really works as a look, don't pay, pay no attention to this man behind the curtain kind of distraction. I don't think it really works. I feel like we talked more about Qatar's issues than right. ever. Uh, so like it is, is, is that our responsibility to, because I, part of me is like, this is going to be a little dark. If anybody's yeah. thinking of harming themselves, I'm not suggesting you do it. I'm being he real just wants here. wants you to burn down the Glazer's house. No, 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 no. But like the world living can really suck. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting you should be satisfied with like how a football club does being the thing that determines whether you're happy or not. It clearly is something that determines whether you or I are happy or not. But like, should out of protest, should we let someone take away like maybe the one thing that some of us have? <laughs> like, like the, I, I, I personally don't. If you're listening to this podcast, you're well aware I don't have a lot else going on uh, outside of work. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, in a way, like, there, there is a certain extent like over my dead body, but like, there could be a level where I'm so uncomfortable. Like, if not only does Qatar own it, but the women's team gets dissolved. Gay fans are, are no longer allowed or suggested to come to the stadium. And then Mason Greenwood is starting for us again. I feel like I'd be like, I don't identify with this club anymore based on the decisions that the club are making. Right. Um, but who, who owns United at this point? It, and this could be copium. It feels like a landlord I don't like in a way. Yeah. Like Newcastle fans wanted Mike Ashley dead for a long ass time. And look at look like they're they're even more eager to dive into the arms of someone not him. Yeah. Like, can you can you love the club and hate the owner? If the like I've loved the club and hated the owner for the Glazers, it's just so been that they've not it's benefited us, not. they've hurt us. They've I mean, hurt they've hurt like, us. Even like arsenal's owners who are very sort of just like neutral neutral owners like they're not even like good neutral or bad neutral they're just like there it's like people despise them you know and where very it's, it's basically wrexham is the only club that loves their owners and and i think even that will probably not last forever you know what i mean like it's just it's just not a position that you're loved for even like well, Bob in some, Kraft, but, but, like who owns the Patriots and brings them like you know as many Super Bowls as you want. Like, yeah, like think about all the owners. Like, no one likes them. They're dicks. They just that's he why also they're makes, there. He makes macaroni and cheese, and they still don't like him. And like, those are America's <laughs> two favorite things. Yeah, if you can't get friends with macaroni and cheese and Lombardi trophies, then you cannot. Well, well, you city all ten thousand of their fans uh, love their owners because there was a magical Jesus water to wine thing that happened, where yeah. it was like this team was relegated in recent years. That their kind of mid table also ran at at best, and they just snapped their fingers, and suddenly city were like still not winning the Champions League, but still, <laughs> uh, still. <laughs> becoming suddenly a, a powerhouse that was just like making the league irrelevant. Like they were just right. like taking the league every year. And so city fans are grateful for what they've been given. In my case, it's more just like, I already feel uh, like I'm owed. I'm owed something because we had no debt when they bought us, they put all of that debt on us. 
we were financially like running laps around every other club in the league. Finance, like it was not even close. Now everyone's caught up to us because of of just their their failure as cons- as, as custodians of yeah. what was a cash cow. Like right. They've run a. It's, they're like how when Elon Musk acquires a great business and like slowly runs it into the ground. Like they're like that. So like in my case, I don't want a sugar daddy. I just want to go back to the way things were, where we were self sufficient, which I feel I am owed. Yeah, I feel like I'm owed that self sufficiency. It's not something we didn't have or deserve. It's something that the UK, no other club has been allowed to be taken over like the Glazers were allowed to take over United. We were, we, they changed the rules changed after that the, happened. Yeah. So we were singularly fucked by that. So in a way, anyone just re- relieving us of the debt and hiring a director of football that didn't work at Goldman Sachs, not on football, I think would be, that's all that I want. That's all that I'm asking for. So like in a way, the Qatari thing isn't the solution for, yes, it takes away the debt, but then it's like, Oh, and so you ordered all this very, other food. I mean, so you would be very happy with a sort of net neutral owner, even given your previous observation, which I think is true, that like a lot of the other big names, Liverpool, Arsenal, maybe Spurs now, maybe Everton now, are going to be bought up by people with sort of endless bankrolls. Yeah, because then I could feel the best about whatever might come. I'm no longer griping about how my club is being forced to fight with a hand tied behind their back like they have been for since the mid 2000s um and you'll just and and there won't be some despicable i mean maybe but maybe not like look what ten hog has been able to get out of this bunch which is like a a sorted parts from like there are still players from ferguson on our team (laughs) that's wild wow yeah. Like De Gea and Phil Jones are Ferguson, and then there are still I don't know if there's anyone from Martial was Van Hal. Like there has not been one consistent vision for like a long ass sure. time. So like a director of football that has a consistent opinion of what what is yeah. needed and what types of players and style are are permitted, and then not to be just chucking like hundred million in the in the garbage every year would be dope. And yeah, then, and then, time. instead of spending a hundred million on Anthony, you get him for forty-five. Like, if you remove the Glazers, yeah, yeah, you yeah. start to see how other pieces what, fall in place, and and how we could be doing more than we've been doing by not being reactionary, greedy idiots. Like by actually functioning like a football club with ambition, we could be self-sustainable. Or as we do better and better, suddenly the the shirt sponsors that are running away aren't running away anymore because it's mm-hmm. it's more worthwhile. I'm sorry, this is like a long ass rant, Jeff, but like you got to get it. it, 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 it but but it, I'm not being given an option of someone who's going to get us, buy us, clear us of debt, develop the stadium, and allow us to fund our own transfer budget. That's not an option. It's either you get two types of AIDS, you keep the AIDS <laughs> you've already had. Or you get cured of AIDS, but then the chemotherapy is going to give you cancer, or sorry, whatever it would be. Like you see what I'm That's saying? Like, no one's giving us, no one's giving us the like. Well, you'll live uh, very happy until you're 60. The end. Like no one's giving us that <laughs> option. Good version of life. Yeah. Dying at 60, Jesus. Yeah, because there's emotional death for all of these choices. Like it, there's yeah. rumors, which you don't know if they're true or not. It could be a Qatari plant for negotiation purposes and PR purposes like that Jim uh, Ratcliffe's gonna have to like 
take on more debt to buy us. And it's like, no, that you did you miss the movie? (laughs) We don't want to do more. We don't want to keep the glazer. Like you're, we don't want to just have your name on the deed. That's not the thing that will make us happy. We want a healthy business that can compete. Right. Sorry, I'm just getting mad because, but also we're going to find out like literally any day or not at all any day, how this is going to go. Well, bon chance. You don't have it. You don't have any. I know. I just yelled for like a long time, like a like angry Howard Stern. But like, do you have any? No, I feel like I was just sort of poking around the edges of what you're saying. And I mean, I'm with you. I think I think that Arsenal are going to wait until a gigantic cash in comes. I mean, they even had like a couple years ago before. It seems like now we've said this before, but it's just like there's this zeitgeist of everyone is buying and selling clubs. But right before that, um, the Spotify founder, who's a huge gooner, um, came and offered $2 billion right after the Crunkies had just purchased the club outright, you know, gotten rid of the other minority owners um, at a $1 billion valuation. So they could have just had a quick double their money, and they didn't even look at that offer. So I think that they're in it for the long haul. I think they believe a lot of their own bullshit about, like, you know, being a synergy. sports network. Yeah. Of all the different, you know, it's like, well, we also own the Colorado avalanche. So can't you see how those two assets are going to like multiply off each other? And it's like, not really, but okay. Um, I think Ineos I, I owns a racing team. It doesn't mean it doesn't help nice in France yeah. that Ineos owns a racing team. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I think that we will, I, I have a feeling that we're going to be sort of in this very sort of frugal, ffp kind of zone for a long time as a club arsenal are and it will make me jealous if you guys have a giant sugar daddy owner but at the same time i will get to keep that uh threadbare blanket that you discussed called the moral high ground um jeff but what happens when the league is like let's say six manchester cities i look yeah. great right now for the video stream uh, when if the league is six Manchester cities, I wonder if you'll start to get like you're in the middle of a great season, so maybe you're able to to act more comfortable. But if you were in seventh to six, like checking accounts, how annoyed yeah. would you be? I mean, the really the interesting question that goes along with that, if you look at like money talks in this league, but what really it's very strongly correlated with when you're keeping your good talent. So like as your wage bill goes up, that almost directly correlates with your results. But the like transfer spending is like, it's, it's Monte Carlo. Like sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like if, if transfer spending was all it took, then Chelsea would be in first place, but they're in 10th or whatever they are. And I think it'll be interesting to see how effective they are because even if there are seven man cities, are there going to be seven man cities that are running themselves correctly at any given time? You're also forgetting about what happens when there's. Do you not remember Manchester City basically stealing all of Arsenal's like nice pieces at different points yes. in time? Like that then happens when everyone's throwing around money. It's just like, well, Arsenal can't pay anything to keep Saka. Arsenal can't pay anything if if Arteta is a great manager in like the scheme of like. Spurs are looking for a manager and now Spurs are spending stupid like Doha money. Yeah. Like you know you see what I'm saying? Like it feels yeah. like all of a sudden things that you didn't think 
were possible are possible because now the money we're talking about is disgusting money. Now it's Neymar spending, changing, changing the game money. Like someone at some point is going to spend a hundred million to get the best manager out from a contract. I'm certain of it. Yeah. And, and I think it's we're gonna a ways be like, off what? from it. But it's interesting. Like you said, like it might already be at the point where it makes some financial sense, you know? And, it, and, and it's crazy to think that like, you know, not that long ago, like, like Ozil broke Arsenal's transfer record. Our transfer record before that was 15 mil. Like it used to be 20, 30 mil was like a kind of big signing. And now that like the current record is 22 million for a coach's transfer fee. So like, is it, is it crazy to think that in the next five years you could see Ten Hag being sold for a hundred million to Real Madrid? I, I don't think that they would ever choose to do that. I think it would be him just basically demanding it. Yeah. Uh, because why would you get rid of someone that's that's doing a great job like that? But um, the problem is that the value of our currency isn't accelerating at that rate. So eventually it's going to be like there's going to be six people playing in one league and then the rest of people are playing in a different league in the same league. And I know some, some listeners that are maybe from, you know, less uh, acclaimed teams could say, Oh, it's already been like that. But like, no, it's going to be, it's it's going to be like a a hilarious distinction. Like the people who can spend a hundred million on a coach, just the coach, not even their transfer budget. And then you're going to have like a Brighton or a someone like that. That's like, can't even pay their coach like 5 million. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like in, and, and that, that starts to really just ruin it. It's like letting certain baseball players use steroids and then not letting others. Yeah. I mean, which baseball did, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, man. I'm, I, 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 there's, there's no way we're going to find an answer to it. During Say, this we're not podcast. solving this one, are we? But I'm already I'm already cheating that I'm gonna keep watching United and support the idea while feeling really guilty and uncomfortable with it, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly Great. what I'll do when it happens to us too. Bollocks! Bollocks! All right, <laughs> should we play the song? Play the song. You look like you have to go poop. Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers. A soccer podcast.